but mm. it's kind of like you can then look to see the best way to take your income to make sure it's tax efficient and you're getting as much money as possible for what you actually want in your retirement but yes yeah, it's, it's putting that planning in now so it's never too young to start everyone I hope you are well today thank you for joining me thank you for tuning in today I have the absolute pleasure of speaking to Julie Hunt Julie has over 20 years experience working in the financial service industry for the past 17 years she's been running face-to-face finance a successful independent financial advice firm based in Norfolk UK Julie comes into contact with countless other women in business, women with busy lives and lots of priorities, and she wants to help by equipping them with simple tools that support the need for continued progress towards their financial goals. Julie is now dedicating her efforts to empowering female business owners to secure their own financial futures by educating them through her own podcast and Facebook group, The Money Compass. Julie, thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, Thank you very much for having me on. You're more than welcome. So let's start by how do people work out what their financial goals are? We hear this word a lot, but actually it feels like that's kind of this big thing that can be difficult to grasp for some people. No, definitely. And I think that's one of the biggest areas. People don't really have a plan for the future. And mm-hmm. I think we kind of get into a habit where we go to work, or even whether we run our own company or not, and you just kind of, you work, especially when you run your own company, you work and work and work. And you never really think about what the end goal is actually going to be. Yeah. And I think it's really, really important to have an end goal because at the end of the day, what are we actually working towards? If you haven't got like, thing, even if it's a small goal, I think goals, sometimes people think goals have been like this massive, great big thing in the distance. But yes. goals can be little as well. It could be like, you know, it's, I think as little as having a weekend away. Mm. And, um, you know, like and, and having like a, a going for a glass of wine in the evening on a Friday night when you've just kind of worked all week. Mm. I think a lot of us like uh, entrepreneurs spend all their hours working. And I'm sure on the online world you'll see, oh, yeah, I worked all Sunday afternoon and I worked all Saturday. And it's like, you know, the reason we work is to make time to do the things around us and having goals then is really, really important. So to get people to sit down and actually think about the goals is actually quite it is quite a kind of moment for people when they do do it to actually get into that kind of mindset of having a plan for the future. Yeah, I think for me, it's ultimately, what do I want my life to look like? Yeah. What do I want to be doing, not only in my business from a, you know, achievement and success perspective, but actually, what do I want to be doing in my life from an achievement and success perspective? And what does success look like to me at, at holistically over every part of my life and not just in this kind of minute area of business, which I think we can really get overly focused on as business owners. And I think as well, I mean, success is different for everybody, for everyone. I think a lot of the time, there's a lot of like comparatitis out there and people are like, oh, you know, so-and-so can afford X and oh, I wish I could do that. But actually, you're, everyone's different. What what's what their future goals are and what their success story is different. So it could be, you know, for, for one person, it might be, I need to have like a million pound in the bank before I can like retire. But for another person, it could well be, you know what, all I need is just enough money to be able to have a couple of holidays a year, work two days a week spend time with my family and do things like that so it really is success is so different for every single person and I think that's what it makes difficult when you're looking at goals people Mm. do a lot of comparative comparing and go oh well I I can't be a success yet because I haven't reached that figure but so and so has 
so I'm not as good as them. And, you know, and that's really important to not do that and to make sure that your, your goal is for the future is all about you and your family, not about other people around you. Yeah, absolutely. And I think in saying that too, there are some people who are very motivated by money goals. They are those people that absolutely will strive towards that million pound business or whatever it might be. But there are other people who actually the money goals don't motivate them at all. What motivates them is perhaps being able to take the whole summer off when their kids are off school or being able to attend the dancing shows and the school plays. Yeah. And I think that's really important as well. And there's no right or wrong there. I think that's yeah. also really important to, to remember is it doesn't matter what your goals are. They're your goals. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it's, there isn't a right or wrong answer. And um, yeah, and that's really, really important sort of part of it. But yeah, we do find that people when they sit down and do their goals, most people don't have a goal in place. They, mm-hmm. they just, you know, just plod along. For me, I didn't really have a goal in place until a couple of years ago. I mean, and I was very much my company's been going for quite a few years. We'd, and I just worked and worked because I knew one day it would be an end result. And I like my holidays. So I used to go, you know, I wanted to have my holidays. And um, my mum, unfortunately, um, was diagnosed with terminal cancer during COVID. And um, she went from um, diagnosis to death in 10 weeks, which oh, was I'm sorry. really, really sudden. Yeah. And um, and I was really frustrated with her because, uh, well, not with her, obviously, but not that respect. <laughs> yeah, how dare she die? But no, but it's, um, I was really frustrated because a year earlier, I'd sat down with her and done some cash flow modeling with her and mm-hmm. said, Mom, you can retire now. Because she wasn't, she, they didn't have a lot of money, and but she didn't really have a lot of outgoings either. So her success was, you know, just having a few holidays a year, you know, mm-hmm. pottering about, being with her partner. And her goal was to basically, at 65, to um, retire Mm-hmm. And then go to Gretna Green and marry my, what is now my stepdad because oh, they did marry before she died, and um, and that was her goal. But at sixty three, I sat down with her and said, "Oh, mum, you could retire now. You just mm-hmm. might be hardly short until you're six till sixty five. And she was like, "No, I must work till sixty five. Mm-hmm. Um, and she died at sixty four, oh. so she never got to do that. And um, that was really frustrating for me because I'm like, why do we have this number in our head that's yeah. come down from generation to generation that we have to work until this X age? And that's got to be our life because she could have retired two years early. She could have had a year, done the Gretna Green thing, had a nice kind of year retired before, you know, she unfortunately was no longer with us. And it made me sit down and go, right, okay, what do I want for the future? And obviously I have have the 64 number in my head, which is obviously Mm going to be there. And, And I'm aware that's there and the reason for that. But I'm like, right, okay, what do I want to do? And it's kind of a fine line between where I want to, how long I will work for mm-hmm. and what I want my life to look like now. And so I did quite a lot of work on what that would look like, what my finances were at and what I could afford to do and what I needed to do to be able to achieve it, but still enjoy life at the same time. So I'm really focused on what my future goals are because of that experience that I had. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's, um, you know, thank you for sharing that story about your mum, because I think that will probably be quite eye-opening for a lot of people um, and and understanding sort of where, where they are now and and therefore what that actually means. Like you said, that exercise that you did with your mum that said, actually, you don't have to work till that age because of the activities, the things that you've put in place up until this point. Yeah. 
No. And, and and I guess for a lot of people, and I think I think for a lot of um, business owners in particular, I think that um, we often we often just assume that our business will be the thing that sees us into retirement and we'll be fine. And we and and many many business owners that I've certainly encountered don't think about their pension, investments, what they might need to be considering setting up now so that their future self can benefit. Yeah. And a lot of people think that their business is going to be like they're going to be able to sell it or they'll just keep working it. I mean, I've got, I know people who have been like, I'm just going to work until I'm 80. Mm. And I'm like, well, how does that really look in reality? I mean, are you going to be working 40-hour weeks until you're 80? Because mm-hmm. to me, that doesn't sound like a lot of fun. I don't know about you, but it's quite um, tiring when you're 80 to be working 40 hour a week, certainly. This is it. And don't get me wrong, I mean, my, my I've got a plan to retire at 50, mm-hmm. but when I say retire, I, I do that in a I want to be able to travel, I want the company to be able to run without me being in it. Mm-hmm. But if we're having a horse racing day for clients, then I'm going to be there. Don't yeah. you worry. So, yeah. so I was, they're not going to get rid of me completely. They might like to think that I'm going to be going in a few years' time, but mm-hmm. actually, it's going to be my choice mm-hmm. and I think that's such a thing about retirement and I don't like the word retirement retirement yeah. kind of makes it sound like I, I also remember my granddad retiring and he was 65 when he retired and he was a construction worker mm-hmm. and he basically went from being up a ladder building a wall one day to getting out the stick and a flat cap and basically mm-hmm. sitting on the sofa yeah and walking up the garden yeah. with his walking stick and it's like yeah. he became an old man overnight mm-hmm. and I think retirement for a lot of people that gives that impression that oh, if I retire, I'm then old. Yes. Whereas I think it's it's not, it's just a lifestyle change. And mm-hmm. there needs to be a new word for retirement. And I haven't come up with it yet, but it <laughs> certainly needs to be one that, you know, it's coming away from, you know, so retiring doesn't have to be coming away from doing things that you love because a lot yes. of us love the businesses that we do and we're very passionate about them. Mm-hmm. But it's a case of being able to put in the time in when you want to, but be able to then take a time out to have time with family, time on holidays and doing things like that. But you're right, having investments and pensions in place as well is really, really important because we don't know what our business is going to be worth when we sell it. Yeah. And, like, yeah, and just thinking blindly, it will it will cover it all. It doesn't necessarily mean that's going to be the case. And you know, it's probably worth doing research with someone who, who, who does do buying a business. Mm-hmm. And who knows if anyone's going to want to buy your business when it comes yeah and if if you've got a business when it's your name and you are your business what exactly are you selling Mm because people buy you not your company so does that have a tangible value yeah absolutely and let's think about the people who had that plan to um you know sell their business and and retire and live off the money but that happened when COVID hit absolutely business potentially was worth nothing at that point you suddenly realize what was an essential business and what wasn't an essential business. And a lot of things were not considered essential. Now, companies that pivoted in that time have done really, really well. But there was a lot of businesses and a lot of small business owners who found that they weren't entitled to grants, weren't entitled yeah. to funding and were and their business was no longer an important one. And yeah. certainly at the moment with inflation rising and, you know, the threat of re- recession. Yes. Things that I would call not I wouldn't want to call the word, word frivolous, but what I would call lifestyle expenses. You know, people are going to be starting to cut down on those. They you know, are. Do, they, do they need these items anymore? Mm-hmm. You know, certainly well-being is still going to be important. I think it's certainly very important with lots of people working from home. But what is your product? Is it a lifestyle a, a purchase for somebody or is it an essential purchase? 
and that's going to be really important as well I think in the next few months definitely I agree yeah I agree and I and I actually think it'll be more than the next few months I think that will impact <coughs> businesses probably for the next year or two um yeah. in reality so you know if the plan is to sell the business and make your millions over that time so you can <laughs> retire then perhaps that's not the best future proof um, no, of your of your life in general. So what should we be thinking about when we are kind of in the here and now and our retirement, for want of a better word, is, you know, at some point in the future, it might be 10 years, it might be 15 years, it might be 30 years. But I'm guessing that we need to start preparing today yeah. for that yeah. point in time. So yeah. how do we go about doing that? I think the most important thing is to, um, again, the, the sooner you can start preparing, the better, because the three things that make money is money, time and risk. So and if you've got if you've got time, that just it really helps with the growing of the money. And I think it's starting putting some plans together. So, you know, if you're earning good money on your business, it's kind of making sure you're putting money away into your pension. And because one, it's it's tax deductible. It's you've got your tax corporation tax savings on that. So yeah, yeah rather than paying the tax plan and corporation tax, money could be going towards your investment for your future. Mm -hmm. So that's really really important. And basically, keeping an eye on it, see what's happening. And yeah. also, if you've worked for other employers in the past, do you have pensions from mm -hmm. those previous employers? What are they doing? Have you moved house? Have you got married? Have you changed? Do you even know where they are? I think there's like it's like 9.6 billion pounds in pension pots unclaimed in the UK. Yeah. And that's a huge amount of money. And mm. that will be people who have worked for someone maybe they're a couple of years. There's a pension sitting there. They've kind of forgot about it. They've moved out. They've moved again. They haven't updated the address. No one knows where they are. They've gone as a gone away. And that money is then basically will go to the Treasury eventually. Wow. Whereas actually it's their money. And there's a there's a lot of money out there that people haven't claimed. And that's kind of really important. And I think if you can start saving now, and I think one mistake that everyone makes is they think that investing is only for people who've got lots of money. Yes. Whereas you can start now on like £50 a month, you know, mm. straight away. There's lots of online options, or you know, if you go and see if you've got other pensions as well, go and speak to a financial advisor. But certainly there's enough options out there online as well that you can go to and start putting money away into an investment into a pension or like an ISA or a different savings tool and then the banks and the sites have got no interest rates but you know the investments there and actually at the minute with the market being so volatile it's probably a good time to be paying on a monthly basis because you'll benefit when the market drops because it yeah. will probably at a lower price and if, if today is always the best day to start. Mm. So I was going to ask that actually because we spoke to one of my team spoke to a client the other day and um, she mentioned that she had no pension provision at all set up and she was 64. Oh, okay. Which I thought, ouch, yes. that doesn't sound like a good thing. Yes. But I guess the question to you is, is that too late? It feels like it's very late, but is it too late? I mean, it is it is leaving it a little bit late, but I mean, <laughs> yeah. it depends how long you're going to work for. So, I mean, you yeah. can still get, if she's going to be working for another five, six years, then certainly definitely start paying that money in. So, it, but the sooner you can start, the better it is, to be honest, because yeah. it means the more time you've got. So I, I have like um, some junior staff in the office. So like I've got a 17 year old apprentice. When he's been with us three months, we'll give him the option to join the pension scheme. And yeah. we'll encourage him to do that because that yeah. to us is really important because the longer you can save, 
him putting in, I mean, obviously he's, he's an apprentice, so he's not on a yes. huge amount of money at the moment, bless him. Mm-hmm. But that money that is going in now, even if it's only like £50 a month, that's yeah. going to be going in. Plus I'm going to match it. So it'll be a case mm-hmm. of, it might not seem like he's putting a lot in, but then it's doubling automatically. He's getting the tax relief as well at 20%. So actually mm. what he's putting in is actually a lot more because it's being doubled and then added 20% onto it as well. So, and it also then means it's in the market for so much longer. So when he gets to retire at say 57, possibly mm-hmm. later than that, it will have had like 40 years to basically yeah. to grow. And you know, it will have grow, it will have gone up. Yeah. With that in mind then, um, for those people that can afford it, should we be thinking about doing something around pensions for our children? And at what point can we do that? Can you contribute to a pension from when they're born or do they have yeah. to be a certain age or how does that work? You can start paying into a pension for your, for a child, um, basically from when they're born. Um, you can, you're limited to um, 3,600 gross Okay. So which so which but again it's still a man and you know there has been figures done growing on averages. I think we, we did a um a blog about it a couple of years ago. Oh. Potentially your child could be a millionaire just mm. by paying into a pension from naught to eighteen. Wow. So yeah, and then obviously when they get to retirement, that could be worth a million pounds, which mm. is quite a nice thought to think you're gonna make your child a millionaire without doing it. So yeah, so definitely if there's spare money about putting it into a pension for a child is definitely a good way of doing it. And it's then getting it in the market and it's investing straight away. So, yeah. yeah, we we certainly have ISAs and things set up for our children, but I never actually thought about a pension for them until you were kind of speaking about the 17 year old, which made which kind of triggered that for me. Um, so I think that's incredibly interesting. So like you mentioned, it's it's the best day to start is today, even if you might be 64, the best day to start <laughs> is still today. Should we? you know, with the money we have, it is is option one for pretty much everyone. I know that this, by the way, I'm going to caveat and say this does not <laughs> constitute financial advice. Always yeah. seek, um, you know, advice from an appropriate qualified person. But is the is the sort of step one pension step to other investments? Is that kind of typically what what people should go for? It really depends. And I know that's a real kind of like kind of like a blank office. It depends what they're so when we do like a we do like an appointment with a client, we'd sit down and ask them what the, what their goals are and what they're looking to achieve. So if somebody was looking for something where they could have access to it, so say for example, they're looking to save money for a house, although probably an investment wouldn't be that, or like a university fees for a child, mm. you probably wouldn't want to put it into a pension because it is yeah. tied up. Although you get your tax relief on the pension, be it either as corporation tax or tax relief going in if you're not if you're not self-employed yeah um, you're still money's still tied up until at least 57 depending yes. on what the government, the current government rules are because obviously they could change again however say you need that money before that for a reason then say like an ISA or a, a we, what we have is investment accounts which are basically mm-hmm. ISAs without the ISA tax wrapper so they, there is tax okay. potentially to pay on that depending on what you're doing with it so mm-hmm. they would probably be a better option because they're instant access Mm-hmm. With an ISA, obviously, you've got the tax benefits, it's tax-free savings. Um, so it could be that that's a better option than a pension. So mm-hmm. it really depends what you're saving for. So when we're mm-hmm. looking at goals, like we said earlier on, it could be a short-term goal or it could be a long-term goal. So mm-hmm. a, short, a short-term, like investment goal, we would say at least a minimum of five years if you're going to invest the money. Okay. You're gonna, if you need the money before that, then don't put it into an investment. Put it into mm-hmm. like a savings, like 
you can't go far wrong with premium bonds, to be honest. So okay, you don't get any interest on them, but you never know. Ernie may you win sometimes, and that's quite exciting. It is, it is getting a little mess notification up on your phone or the little envelope in the post. I mean, that's all very exciting, and definitely when those checks come through. So yeah, so you know, for, for short term saving, I would always say you know, premium bonds, cash ices, those kind of things. I know the rates aren't very high at the moment. Mm-hmm. They might start going up a little bit. Interest rates have risen a couple of times yeah. in the last sort of month or so. Um, again, lots of uncertainty in the market at the moment. What's going to be happening with with yeah. rates and you know inflation and lots of things happening around that. Um, but yeah, if you're investing for five plus years, again, if you need it for like if you need it out before you're going to retire, you know, in the your late fifties, mm-hmm. then like an ice or something like that would, would still do. The, would still be the same thing mm-hmm. when you do these things as well if you do them online as well or if you if you see a financial advisor they'll go through things like risk with you and your capacity for loss mm-hmm. if you do them online most online systems have a like a questionnaire that they do to make sure that you're happy with the amount of risk you're taking because investing there is risk involved mm-hmm. and especially the market being as volatile it is at the moment it, it is it is um it's something where if you're very very nervous yeah. then it's really not the place to be but mm-hmm. if you want to make money for the future, for like for your retirement, then investing is going to be the solution. Mm-hmm. It's just a case of making sure you make you know you don't take too much risk, yeah. and that's really important to look at that. So most advisors will be able to talk through that, and also the online systems do questionnaires around that, and they'll be and they will aim you towards um, like investments and funds which will match that risk, so you don't take more than what you need yeah. to. But again, if you've got a long time to go, like I was talking about my 17 year old, mm-hmm. he's not going to need that money till he's 40. So he yeah. can be take he can take more risk of that money because mm-hmm. it's going to be not needed for such a long period of time. Yeah. And again, that that plays a account. So say you want the money out in five years and you're really low risk, but you really want to take very low risk. But say mm-hmm. you want the money out in 30 years and you're quite low risk, you can take a little bit more risk because you don't need that money until much later on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it completely does. And like we said, how everyone's version of success is is different to each other. Everyone's appetite for risk is different to each other as well. So there'll be the riskiness involved in the sort of timeframes, but then there'll also be everyone's own personal appetite for risk and what they're kind of willing to to go down or not go down as well. Yeah. And it's really important to get that right as well. So, yeah. Yeah. Amazing. So, when it comes to, um, I'm specifically thinking about the longer term financial goals. So yeah. the kind of retirement type goals. How much as a business owner should we be aiming to put towards pensions, retirements? I heard some numbers bandied around and I don't know the truth in them. Somebody once said to me, um, if you take your age at the time that you start, <laughs> putting into a pension divided by two and that percentage of your take-home should be what you put oh, in wow. pension which which you know is a nice easy number to calculate but but is that just a like a throw throw away calculation that doesn't mean that much to uh, everyone what we do is we do is what we call cash flow modeling so what we try and do is we prepare we, we find out from a client what are you if you had to retire today Yes. How much money would you like to live on? 
Mm. And we try, and that's quite a difficult number to work out because it it's almost like, okay, well, if I retired today, I wouldn't have a mortgage because that had already been paid off, for example. Yeah. Um, I'd have this much living expenses. I'd be using the car less because mm. I don't need one car in the family. So we yeah. try and get them a rough number. Mm-hmm. So and it, 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 again, it varies from different people. So it could be anything from like sort of £1,500 up to £5,000. Mm-hmm. So people do that. And then what we can do from that is we'll look at what current investments have already got in place. Mm-hmm. And we'll be able to say, right, okay, you've already got these in place. We'll work on the principle they're going to grow by X percent, the inflation of this. So we can kind of calculate that all in as well. Sure. And then, and then we can be going like, basically, we'll then run it into the into the software. Mm-hmm. And it'll be like, right, you need to die at 67. Okay, so that's gross. <laughs> okay. Um, so, so let's not aim for dying at 67. <laughs> let's work out a different So then it's like, okay, so let's say, say you want to put some monthly payments into your pension. Mm-hmm. What would that be? So it could be like, okay, right, okay, if you're putting £100 a month into your pension, oh, that's okay. We can get you to 77 now. Okay. And it's it would be looking like that. I mean, mm-hmm. the more you can put into your pension, they are very. There's lots of benefits to pensions for for longer term investments. Mm-hmm. We've also got the fact: is there, anything, is there any money left in your pension? Back in the olden days, if you died, your pension died with you. Oh, Whereas yeah. now, with pension drawdown, and that was if you bought an annuity, and now I think only three percent of the population buy annuities anymore. Okay, yeah. And like ninety seven percent of us go into drawdown, which mm-hmm. means that money is still there, and that goes to your family afterwards. And actually, mm-hmm. that actually falls outside your estate for inheritance tax planning as well. No. So if you've got other money as well, it, pensions are quite good from that because mm-hmm. there's no IHT connected. Your family can inherit your pension, and it just there's other benefits as well for that. Interesting. That's incredibly interesting, actually, because if you do have a large amount of um, money towards the end of your working life um, and your estate is quite large, then it makes sense to put as much into your pension as you possibly can, because that almost that protects it from inheritance tax. It does. And then wow. when you actually then start to retire, you want to be spending like your other money rather than mm. your pension. Yeah. You know, it's a kind of a nice fine. You need to kind of balance it so you're paying, you know, as a nice way, as little tax as possible, because obviously you get tax on your pension income, but yes. not on your ISA income. Mm. So having a combination of the two to save into is quite quite a nice way of doing it. And when you get to, I and mean, then if you do then you know, unfortunately die, that pension is then outside your estate for inheritance tax, whereas the ISA would fall in the inside your estate. So there is some benefits for it to give to your children. Um, I had a conversation with a, um, a businesswoman and she didn't have a pension. And she's kind of in her like early, early 40s, okay. late 30s. Mm-hmm. And she said, I, I thought that having a pension would mean that I failed. Oh, and what? I was like, oh, okay. And I kind of was like, oh, where did that, you know, what makes you think that? She said, if yeah. I have to rely on a pension when I retire, then I failed. And I'm like, but the pension is really good for corporation tax now. And when you get to retirement, you can still live off, and if your business is still producing an income and you're getting an income so from you're not business, forced to take it. You can do that and leave no. the pension there, and the pension is then outside your estate for your children. So you're actually leaving something that's really good to your children and saving a tax bill when you're younger. So it has got its real benefits as well. I mean, the, the only I think the only real drawback to the pension is that you can't get at it until retirement. Yes. But if you're a person who spends money when it is in when it's sitting there then actually that's not a bad thing to have in place mm-hmm. because you are tied to the fact that you can't get hold of it. So it mm-hmm. is destined for your retirement or for your future life. And that's yeah. quite important. I mean, and when, when you and when you get tax on the income after the first 25% of, as well of the pension, but which is, you know, but you get your tax relief on your way in. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So 
everything has pros and cons. I mean, every mm. product has pros and cons, but certainly a pension used correctly can be really, really good. But yeah, but back to your actual questions, like I, ch- I, I kind of went off a bit of a tangent. <laughs> no, that was okay because it was a fascinating <laughs> tangent, actually. And I'm sure a lot of people will have been, um, I was fascinated by that because I didn't realize that whole getting it out when you die thing. And I, and I think actually we'll probably have some listeners who are similar to that lady that you said where their mindset was a little bit, a little bit off on that. Yeah, definitely. Mm. But yeah, so what we calculate is when we, we then work out how much money they need to pay monthly to get to their goals that they want to achieve. Mm-hmm. And that could be their goal that actually they don't really need £5,000 a month to live on, mm-hmm. which could be we want to bring it down a little bit. Or they're like, actually, you know what, let's put more money in our pension or our investment or our ISAs. Because again, retirement ha- money hasn't got to just come from your pension. Mm-hmm. Yes. It is a combination. So, you know, so like for myself, we have a, my husband and I, we have a mixture of ISAs mm-hmm. and pensions. Yeah. And when we retire, our income will, will, will be doing some really fangled calculation. Um, yeah. and, we work it out. and that's why you see a financial advisor. Definitely it's time to see a financial advisor when you get into that point, because they'll be able to help with the tax, the best yeah. time to take the money out from a tax point of view. And that's certainly something that you, uh, um, an advisor would be able to do over an mm-hmm. online platform. So that's yes. definitely where, where they come into their forte for that from that aspect as well. But mm-hmm. it's kind of like you can then look to see the best way to take your income to make sure it's tax efficient and you're getting as much money as possible for what you actually want in your retirement. But yes, yeah, it's, it's putting that planning in now. So it's never too young to start. Amazing. I love that. I think that's compl- that's um, that's really good. And I think that's going to be so helpful for a lot of our listeners, um, I'm I've got my cogs turning now. I'm like, oh wait, hang on a minute. <laughs> um, so it's definitely given me some food for thought as well. Um, this is amazing, uh, Julie. Thank you so much for chatting with us today. I think, um, as I say, it's got my it's got my cogs turning. I'm sure it will have some of our listeners and viewers um, thinking as well. So, how can people connect with you? Where do you hang out online? Okay, so I've got a, um, a Facebook group called The Money Compass, which Great. is navigating your way to financial success. It's a free group, so everyone's welcome to join. Um, I'm also on Facebook, and also um, Face-to-Face Finance um, has got its own Facebook page, and also our website, which is www.ftof-finance.co.uk, which, again, has all our social media links and also email to contact us as well. Wonderful. So what we'll do is we'll put all this in the show notes for those of you listening on the podcast. I'm going to go away and join uh, the Money Compass Facebook group as well. So I hope to see some of you in there. Um, Once again, Julie, thank you so much for uh, joining us today. I think uh, what you've shared is going to be massively useful to our listeners and watchers. So I appreciate it very much. Oh, thank you very much for having me on. I've enjoyed it. Thank you. And thank you everyone for watching. Thank you for tuning in. I will see you again, same time, same place tomorrow. Take care, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you got lots of value from this episode. Now, if you're struggling with any accounting things for your business, I'd love to help. Make sure you reach out to me at podcast at annetteandco.co.uk. That's podcast at annetteandco.co.uk and let me know how I can help. Of course, remember to subscribe to this podcast as well. Thanks again.